You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, well, so after that entire podcast was recorded, punters, dribblers, we... Uh, breaking just, news. Breaking news. The NRL has shut down. Um, look, we, we spent 60 optimistic minutes... <laughs> I think it's fair to say, Tom, talking about what was possible. Um, the, the, this, the, just the, the hope that this might be the only game being played in the known universe, I think, was something we were really excited about. The uh, the son of Jesus Christ himself, St. Peter Volandis, had done his best yeah. to keep the competition going. Look, I mean, it's what God wanted. Yeah. Seemingly, now it's out of his hands. Potentially the devil playing a role. We, we can't rule out the uh, devil's look, we're, hand. We're not, we're not ruling out the devil's <laughs> hand here because clearly God wanted league to persist. Yeah. I think that if we're looking to, at people to blame, I think we'd start with the states. Definitely the premiers the of, yeah. of, of said states. Anastasia Palaszczuk. Don't, don't know how necessary it was to close the borders. We're kind of already all in it. We're all in it. We're all in it. We're all in it together here it's in It's sort Australia. of one in all in, isn't it? And I feel like considering the fact that we're an island, no one can get off the borders of the island that is Australia, our island home, Eddie, if I can quote Christine Arnoux or Kate Sobrano or whoever sung the song. Yeah, someone uh, of Australian someone fame. Someone of Australian fame, Eddie, oh, as the nose pops out, that our island home didn't need any more locking down. No, no, no. I don't think so. What's think, what's next? Suburbs? Yeah, what are we doing here? Like, I mean, as, I think as Australians we can all unite. I don't think it needs to be segmented into states of origin. No, I don't think so. State of origin isn't... Is, it's no time for state of origin during a pandemic. Well, last time I checked, it wasn't late May, early June. Exactly. So, so not state of origin time. The states have crueled us. The premiers have crueled us. Now, well, Queensland, really, because New South Wales and Victoria happy to keep open the borders. New Zealand, happy to come over and live in this country, although it seems like a positive, to live in Australia for the whole season. And fucking Queensland mm. had to close their borders to fuck the whole thing up. They fucked the whole show. So rugby league, in crisis talks all day, looking for options, looking for alternatives, looking for a way for God's winning game to go on. Compound. We were going to lock everyone into a fucking resort. I was here. I heard compounds. You heard compounds. I'm still not ruling out compounds. Now, Maybe down the track. Down the track when they've got time to get it up and running. But as it stands, according to Danny Widler, season going to be shut down uh, at six o'clock. That's in eighteen minutes. It's a dark time. I mean, it's the last thing we had. And if this, if if what, if we're believe, if if it's to be believed that breweries aren't going to be on the essentials list. We're going to be out of booze and we're going to be out of rugby league, God's winter sport, sport right. in general. That's right. So this is very tough. It's it's as tough as it gets, punters, dribblers. Um, the, I guess you can take solace in the fact that the Roosters are without a win for 2020. Small mercies, I know, but at this stage, I feel like well, we have look, to take them. Look, you've got to take small mercies. You've got to take silver linings when and where you can get them. Mm. That's where we're at. I don't know where that leaves us, Tom, as a nation, without rugby league. Yeah. No sport whatsoever, punishable. Well, as, as uh, Peter Volandi said, a nation, Australia without rugby league isn't Australia. Well, I believe he said Australia without rugby league. Rugby league isn't Australia. Australia. And, he's, and he's dead right. Mm. So where does that leave us, P's and D's? We're thrown into a world of chaos. We're asleep at the wheel, yeah. seemingly. And anything's possible. But what is unequivocally without question is that we'll be here. We'll be here through through the entire pandemic. Uh, there may not be sport on, but we'll be here. Glenn 20. In hand. Sydney Kings um, face masks. And we can promise dribble and we can promise yarn and we can promise some optimism. Yeah. 
And there will be sporting yarns to be spun. Make, make no mistake, just because the season's in su- suspension doesn't mean they're not talking about it every other second. And it's not cancelled. No, it's not cancelled. As we said at the top of the show, we've got till the 20th of December to knock out a full season with origin, with finals. Things are possible. Yeah. Well, we've just got to squeeze in games when we can squeeze them in. Yeah. It's all right. You just got to plan well. This is just about planning well. When if you I'm see- the NRL, I'm probably saying, okay... Well, Warriors, you go up to Queensland before they shut the border. We've got four teams up there, and you can knock out a couple of rounds. And then down here, we'll knock out we'll a couple knock out of rounds. We'll knock out a couple. Just keep knocking out rounds. Picking rounds off when we can. That's it. Here and there, here and there. Stick little... and move. Stick oh, and move. Oh, is it, is it, have we seen less and less cases? Bang. Let's get a quick, round Let's off. quickly get in for a round. Couple bang, of quick shots. Bang. Couple Just of rounds. Just a couple of quick bang, rounds. Bang, bang, bang. And then off again. Back to ISO. And then bang. Out bang, again. Bang, 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 bang. Rounds. Out. In and out. All season. Getting rounds. Getting our fill. Is that possible? I don't know. Should we have been at the crisis talks? Yes. There was, that's, that is a mistake. I mean, realistically, Tom and I have been solving problems since 2015, 16. Yeah. And we've solved every single one of them. Hasn't been a problem we haven't solved. You know our reach, you know our influence. I would have thought, Tom, not having us in the crisis meetings, the crisis talks, is probably where we're at now. Yeah. Failure. Failure. That's a mistake. It's the first mistake that Peter Volandis has made. But again... I mean, this goes well, back to... Well, he thought he had Christ on his side. Well, he, well he, did, he does have Christ on his side, but even Christ can't tell Queensland what to do. We blame Queensland here. Let me give you the fucking hot tip. I'm going to be honest with all the P's and all the D's and to Anna Palaszczuk. Anastasia. Anastasia. Uh, Caro, if you think that the nation is going to respond well to a world in which there is no sport, let alone rugby league, no sport, then you've got rocks in your head. Yeah, people are going to start losing. People are going to start losing their minds. And if the timelines are to be believed, three, four, five, six months, I think you've got a big problem on your hands. Yeah, we're in some deep curry. I tell you what, trackside will probably get a workout. You know what else, mate? You know who was allowed to cross the border? Truckies, logistics. You've obviously got you've obviously got border passes. I don't know why you couldn't squirrel a couple away for some for, for some, some free players. For some what if we just started smuggling league teams in the back of trucks? <laughs> now we're talking. Get Lynn Fox on the blower and say, <laughs> mate, what can you do? You know, instead of like, mate, get get the narcos from bloody Mexico on the blower. How do you do How it? How do you do it? How do you smuggle people? How do you well, smuggle this is, pe- this, is a, this is an issue of people smuggling, yeah, right? Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day... Obviously, we want everyone to be safe from COVID, but we need to find a way to get these players across borders that are shut down. Yep. So if we get truckies, they've got a they've got a, a free reign basically across the borders of this fine country. We just need to ferry leagues up and back. They're straight back in the back of the truck afterwards. Yeah. Quarantine the truck, spray it down, keep them ISO back there, and cross them, get them across that border, and then just go bush, go go play footy footy games road. Yeah, and if anyone goes, well, you shouldn't have been in that state. You just go, mate, fucking. Take it up with Peter, but we're still playing footy. It's all we had. What are we going to do all weekend? The that, weekends have, have just got longer. That's for what damn What the sure. fuck am I going to do? I don't know, dude. Online gambling? Can you play poker online? Oh, you can still punt. If they take the ponies away from us, we're in, a, we're in deep shit. Oh, well, <laughs> we're in deep shit. I mean, shit. they might have to take the ponies away. Why? Because how else? Are you, like, you're not allowed to have these people at the, the pony tracks. Why not? Because there's too many people. Not that many. You could you could run a meet with less than five hundred easy. Yeah, but they're going less than that now, bro. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I think we need. I think we still need ponies. Yeah, but that's why you do trackside, where it's just all computerized ponies and online poker. Save us. 
It's getting fucking grim. It's getting grim. It's, it's, it's getting I mean, grim, It's mate. getting real grim. Seriously grim. Pandemics, bro. Pandemics are no fun. Pandemics suck. We should have, there should have been more chatter around how awful the Spanish flu was. Yeah. Not enough chatter. Bro, I didn't have that much info on the Spanish flu until this started kicking off, and then I heard more about it. I'm like, feel like this was not told to me. No, no, no. What, what, why was this skipped over? Did we just skip this in fucking history class? Why do I know so much about Titanic and so and little so about little Spanish about flu? And the Spanish flu. Titanic's older. Why the hell is Baz Luhrmann making movies about Australia or like, you know, Romeo and Juliet? Why doesn't he no make movies on the Spanish, Spanish flu? flu? No, no movies on Spanish flu. And if they are, they didn't do well. They didn't do well at the box office. That's for sure. Look, we're getting frustrated now. We're pissed off. If there was a blockbuster movie on the Spanish flu, Tom, they would have shut the border at the start of Feb and we would be playing rugby league. Yeah. We'd be about we'd be gearing up for round three. Mate, there'd be AFL, there'd be A League, there'd be there'd be a provincial rugby without the other provinces, just Australia. There'd be it'd be a fucking smorgasbord of sport. We'd mate. be a haven. We'd be a global haven and if someone had had the wherewithal to just acknowledge that the Spanish flu had happened. Then the borders would have been locked down and everyone would have been quarantined properly like they did in China and we'd still be yipping and yahooing. Not a care in the world. As the world deteriorated around us, out of the island home would have been a beacon of mm-hmm. hope. Of what to do in a pandemic. It would have been sporting Mecca and mm-hmm. heaven, mm-hmm. which it always was, but then it would have been like... Globally. Globally. Anyway. Oh, well, Mr. Trick, didn't you? Mr. Trick. Mr. Trick. Now, you're happy? Are you fucking you're happy? happy? Look what you've done now. Look, the rest of the podcast is entertaining. If you want to listen to it, listen to it with the knowledge that we didn't know that the NRL was suspended. Yeah. Otherwise, we would be clinically insane. You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias, brought to you this week by Glenn 20, uh, all-in-one disinfectant spray, air neutralizes odors, services, disinfects, Fabrics removes bacterial odors. Now, I don't know about whether Glen 20 actually will help us at all in this situation, Edward, but as I bring you in... Tom, yeah. I will say this straight yeah. off the top. It's my disinfectant of choice. Yep. Glen 20. Well, of course it is. It's, it's the superior product on the shelves, yep. in the marketplace. Uh, this isn't a paid advertisement. No, no, it's Merely not. Merely us helping you now if we do sound a little muffled not too much because i think we've chosen well but that is because we are wearing sydney king's uh masks uh it's part practical part protest exactly it's a bit of both we look like we're protesting and we are but it is practicality based i don't know if you have covid-19 you don't know if i have covid-19 look we're making the the necessary precautions to stay on the on the airwaves tom and help the punters and dribblers through a crisis the likes of which the world's never seen world's never seen a crisis like this before eddie so we've got to take precautions and we will get to it later but we are also protesting the disgraceful decision from the tippy top of the NBL mm. to not fought like just cancel the entire season. Yeah, it was weak. It was weak as piss. In times like this you need strength yeah. and all I got out of the NBL was fucking weakness. We got we when we needed NBA style leadership yeah. or you know when we needed NRL style leadership. Yes. We got NBL style leadership. Yeah. It was, it was despicable, it was deplorable, but that's not important. What is important is that we've survived another week in pandemic times. Now, I mean, it's well, as real as it gets. Mm. It's 
not going to get any better from here for a good long while. We're mm. in for... Now, it still is the year of the punter, the dribbler. I will stress that. I just... That takes on its own meaning, I guess, for each individual punter and dribbler. We're still going to be here punting and dribbling. Yes. And that's, I think, the main thing that counts, I think, is that we are the lightness in times of darkness, Eddie. Maybe that's why it is the year of the punter and the dribbler is because now more than ever, we need to come together as a collective and punt and dribble our way through the pandemic. Even if... Technically, you can't punt a good. A punt well, the ponies will. The ponies will start. You reckon the ponies will yeah, keep yeah, running? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I ponies think the ponies will run. They can't get coronavirus, the, can they? Ponies will run. Ponies will run. I like to think the ponies will run. NRL still doing their thing. NRL currently, Eddie, uh, as we transition into the meat and potatoes of the podcast. Yeah. NRL, we've always said it's God God's game, but now very possibly will be the only sport played in the known universe. We were saying that now. Punters, dribblers, if things carry on the way they do, rugby league, literally and figuratively, will be the only sport playing in, in the known universe. In the known universe. That's 13 and a bit billion light years in width. That's the known universe. We're not talking about the unknown. No, but we, we can assume uh, there as well, though, Eddie. We can. We can make assumptions. And based on the math and the quant modelling you and I have done during the week... Vigorous quant <laughs> modelling over the last seven days. Mate, the numbers don't lie. No. And NRL, the data's in. <laughs> there might be some, like, Pakistani Premier League. Doesn't count. But rugby league is genuinely the only sport being played in the known universe. Americans watching it, aliens watching it, Australians yeah. watching mm. it. Everyone's tuning in. Look, maybe the, like, the A-League's also playing. No, A-League's done. Oh, it's done? Yeah, there was a game on, I think, meant to be played Monday night, which has been postponed, which is the beta way of saying it's been cancelled. Okay, thank God. So we can unequivocally say that NRL, the only sport being powering played. on. Now, from where I'm sitting, Tom... Mm -hmm. It does seem through the process of elimination that rugby league is indeed God's winter sport. It has to be at this point. It has <laughs> but to it be. Is. No, well, that's what I mean, right? It's by process of elimination, the Lord has, and if we're to believe the rumors around God himself, the almighty uh, Jesus Christ or God, whoever you, know, you want to call him, all seeing, all knowing, all powerful, mm. this is his call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's made this. He's created coronavirus. He's cancelled every other sport. Yep. And he's allowed rugby league to continue. Now, I don't know whether uh, Peter Volandi's Fat Tony, as he's affectionately known by the punters. Is and the Peter Jewelers, Jesus? He's, I'm trying to work out if Peter's maybe Jesus. Now, look, he's not exactly how I have read Jesus to be described in biblical times, <laughs> but this seems like he's come back. Well, look. They're bound to get some details wrong through the process of Chinese whispers. It's a long time. It's a long time. Chinese whispers, inevitably, you miss some details, mm -hmm. like his look and his appearance and his demeanour. Yes. Or, like, we've got a disease that's wiping out heaps of people. You know, be careful around but the rest the of the But the timing is suspicious. It is, it is very suspicious. Comes in just at the right time. And gets thrust basically into a pandemic. Yes. I mean, he came on at the end of last year. Uh -huh. around the same time that it started to come out of yeah. Wuhan. Yes, that's true. So uh, from, where, I, dry over the bush from where I'm sitting, if if rugby league is to survive, and all signs pointing to who knows, <laughs> well, but well, if it is to survive, I'm prepared to, I'm prepared to get a lot of movement behind that. Saint the idea Peter. That he is a saint. Saint Peter of Well, yeah. he's Jesus, but I think... He's the second coming. He is. He you is know, the second coming. But I think he, we is St. Peter Volandis. Yes. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever him, you want P's to call it. It's up to you. But there's some sort of uh, holy. 
Oh, there's something there's something uh, spiritual about Peter. Yeah, without a doubt, we all get that, don't we? From 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 Pete. Now, so what? So I think that that transitions beautifully into what Peter's doing yes. about keeping his Rugby father's going. game going, yes, the Lord's game for winter. Yes. So, we, as every other sports just dropped by the wayside. AFL yesterday. AFL which was, one round, which, which put a lot of pressure on our on our friends at NRL headquarters. Yes, it did. Well, so what happened was is that Victoria, uh, South Australia closed their borders, and maybe Western Australia. I think so. So that then meant that it was too much of a shit fight for teams to be tra- uh, to be flying in and out. It was well, still the, possible. The quarantine was well, the quarantine. No, but apparently, and I mean Dior this one, but apparently because they would be chartering private jets and the like, it was going to be okay. Yeah, but that's that's what uh, that's what Paul Kent said last night on yeah. NRL 360. Yeah, yeah. And when he said it, I was like, are you it sounds like you're just saying shit. Like I don't think you I don't think that's an official well, I don't think Paul's got an official line out of South Australia. Well, oh, yeah, exactly. I just think that quarantine's surely quarantine, right? Fucking jet or not. Potentially. Potentially, Eddie. Well, do you know what? This is the problem that we're facing now, though, because Queensland has just closed their borders. But I think, and again, this could all change by the time this podcast comes out, but um, there's yarns, obviously, about trying to get the entirety of the NRL into a compound-based competition where mm. they basically lock them down at, mm. a, at a resort or something. Yep. yep. And then just get them to play the, the great game of rugby league for 26 glorious rounds. Yes. And televise it while they all live in a compound. Yep. Now, there's the Queensland idea. Queensland just closed their borders. Victoria and New South Wales still open. There is also a yarn where maybe they bring those Queensland teams down to just live in New South but Wales. Like, but, but this is my point, right? If you've got a compound, it doesn't matter where the compound is. Because even if you move everyone to Queensland, which has now been locked down... You're playing in isolation anyway. Everyone's living together in isolation mm. and you can play footy in isolation. So that's not a problem. No, that's that seems uh, tick, tick so far. Yeah, yeah, tick, tick, tick. So I, the compound idea is not off the table. It's watertight. It's me. watertight, the compound idea. It is watertight. Yeah, I'm yet to, to hear anyone uh, successfully sort of uh, criticise or poke holes in the compound model. Now, the other thing that supports the compound model is that New Zealand... Is staying here, right? They're yeah. in for the long haul. They're in for the long haul. So and, New, and so let's take a New moment Zealand, to appreciate so New, that. Yeah, if, fucking oath. That's my point. The Warriors, away from home, cross the ditch, have been like, we're going to hang around for the future of rugby league yeah. to keep this great game kicking along. Yep. If they can do it, sure as shit, the rest of us can. Yes. So it. get into compound mode and fucking strap yourselves in. Because this is it, mate. And now, that, and send the, send the film crews up there and document the whole thing. And you need a camera crew. I, I, would you, for the sake of rugby league, Eddie, if they said, look, we need two dribblers to yeah. come in here and document this whole thing, yes. but you're going to have to be here for the entirety of the rugby league season. Look, I think it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that yep. you couldn't say no to. No, exactly. And you'd name, we'd name our prize. Well, of course we'd name our prize. Which we always prize. do. Well, we always do. Now, look, that's all hearsay, conjecture, and uh, you know, big-picture stuff that may never come to fruition. But certainly compound seems like the only thing to save rugby league right now. Well, if, from where I'm sitting at, Tom, and for, for two weeks ago, you and I only talked about Corona because the dribblet called in with the question. That's how far out of the mind of the P's and the D's it was. We weren't even going to touch on it no. until we were queried, right? Yeah. Now, 
Well, and then last week we were thrown around the idea of imagine if we had to go into a compound. How stupid! How yeah. ridiculous! Well, there's a part of us that was kind of thinking like, well, NRL will not be here next week. That was yeah. our prediction. I'm pretty but sure. But now, from everything that I've heard in the last seven days, from Peter Vlandy's the son of Christ and <laughs> his offside of Todd Greenberg and the like, like they have all said that if we don't get this fucker playing, it's all over. Yeah. And then worse than that, you know, when you when you start to think to yourself, okay, what does that mean? Is it all over? Then Paul Kent comes on last night going, okay, well, if we don't play, mate, we, the comp next year could be 10 teams, not 16. Manly's probably top of the list of see you later. You know what I mean? Like yeah. clubs with no money, fucking you're out of here. The Sharks, see you later. Thanks like, for coming. West, see you later. Oh, they've got West Leagues. But there's a lot of teams that would, would fall by the wayside. Yeah, Newcastle, right? Gold that's Coast. What, that's probably a realistic outcome if we don't get footy this year. Yeah. So from where I'm sitting, with all the borders closed, there's only one option left. Realistically, one option left. And that is compound. Compound. Um, and they've been talking about it a lot, which makes me think they'd, be, they'd do it. Well, absolutely. And Peter Vlandis did say yesterday, there's a couple of things. So he said, they're prepared to close down the season. Like, in what we were saying last week in the sense of going, they can't afford to not fulfill their obligations to the TV rights deal, right? Yes. Which is 26 rounds of glorious rugby league football plus state of origin, plus internationals maybe, I don't know. But, so they can't afford to not, to, to not fulfill that. But they are prepared to potentially shut down for a couple of weeks here or there if they have to, play half rounds and all this sort of shit. Yep. Now, Volandi said that he was... Do, he'd done his sort of his quant modeling on mm. sort of what was possible. Well, he's and, got quant modeling in him in his, yeah, in his I, DNA. Yeah, he's the son. What I did realize before, before I carry on, he's the son of Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> the son of God. Peter, the son of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. So he said that we could be playing rugby league all the way up till the twentieth of December. That's the cutoff date. They, they need to they need to squeeze in yeah. their twenty six rounds into. So we've got till the twentieth of December to play twenty six rounds if we need to to fulfill. No, our that's contract. the finals. The grand final yeah. need to be on the twentieth of so December. So till to, to to finish the comp. Yes. Um, that, Which is why they're trying to squeeze rounds in now. That's it. They go, let's just keep playing until we literally can't play anymore. Which yeah. is why you'd half think they'll get another round out. I think they'll squeeze another I round think out. They I, think they, I think they'll drip another round out. And if they can squeeze another round out this weekend... Wouldn't that be, wouldn't boy, that be oh special? Boy, wouldn't that, that be special? will be magnificent. As you said quite uh, succinctly to me the other day, the fact that rugby league is the only competition playing in the world right now is the most exhilarating feeling. It is exhilarating. It's like it's like driving down a highway with your eyes closed yeah. at full speed, just going. Yeah. We don't know what yeah, yeah, yeah. is going you are, on. We're driving blind into the dark, dark night, and this night is dark as fuck. Like dark if you read, if you read all the like, you know, professional opinions, this is depression stuff. And yeah. I hate the, I don't want to. We're not laughing about it. That's no. just what it is. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're talking depression. Some stuff. people won't give it to you straight. We'll always give it to yeah. you straight. It ain't looking good. No, it's it's looking fucking grim. So as long as you know we've got some rugby league, it's gonna it's gonna boy the boys. It's gonna you know what boys and girls yeah. need boying right. Yeah, now. Oh yeah, more than ever. And rugby league certainly can do that. We can certainly do that. And I think that Saint Peter, son of Christ, yes, is doing the Lord's work right now to, to, to keep it going for as long as possible. And then obviously we need a couple of weeks to, to shut the comp down. I half think that's when Peter's going to go up to his compound up in Queensland and be like, all right, let's get everything sorted here. Let's get all the families to you know know what's going on. How many families are coming to the compound? How many aren't? This is what we need. And then bang, compound's up. Rugby league for 26 rounds. 
hundred percent. Because realistically, they're not the players aren't self isolating now. We need to isolate them properly. They can't. They can only do so much. Even with us, when we're self isolating, right? And we've been pretty much isolated apart from interactions with you. But like, you got to go to the grocery store. You know, you got to go outside for certain shit. If you need something, you got to go. You can only isolate so much. Exactly. Which means that if you want to do it properly, you, you need, need to compound. compound this fucker. You need to compound. And I don't think it's unrealistic in times like this to find a compound like we've talked about and then one for the families and then just do it that way. Yeah. Just and do it that just way. Just do it that way and go, look, this is uh, this is wartime shit. We need to treat it as such. Because, but- mate, realistically, right, if they were to stop now, I don't... Like, when's footy coming back, really? Like, well, if they were to stop now, they'd have to have the compound. That they'd, they'd have to sort of go. It'd be government enforced, and they'd take that time to maybe just. Get I'm the just saying, up and without running. the compound, I can't see them playing until. Oh no! Fucking late. In no, the year. if if they're if, not going to get their 26. If rounds. they don't have a compound, it's fucked. We're fucked. Yeah, well, that's, and you know that's that's danger. That's we don't want that. I mate, what's wrong? Like, let's try and get half the round, like half the season done. Get them up into into quarantine for seven weeks, two months. And play good, hard, honest footy. Honest footy. <laughs> and then and then you can go home to your family. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll reconvene in September. Listen, I mean, if we just if we want to just go back, you know, uh, almost a little a little under a hundred years back to the sort of nineteen forties when the Invincibles used to knock about over in England, they had to have a six month fucking boat trip over to England. Yeah, yeah, not a problem for them because they loved they playing loved good, playing honest they, footy. Well, they played cricket, but it was good on a sport for their. Well, country. no, I'm sure. Well, they, I'm, I'm sure, sure they, they would have gone. Well. gone as of course 100%. they would, Eddie. So sportsmen of that era, yeah. For the love of good, honest footy, good, yeah. honest cricket, yeah. good, honest sport. Yeah. Love for the, for the competition. Mate. Yeah, for the competition, for the greater good. Yeah. The comp wouldn't be where it was today without those pioneers. For the contest, mate. For those pioneers to go and put it on the line, six months on a boat, fighting scurvy and all the like. Yeah. yeah. To get over to England and play the old enemy in good, honest footy. So now what we're asking rugby league players to do is get locked in a compound in the same country as your family with Skype, with all of the fucking mod, con. mod cons that you'd need to, to say g'day, say how you're doing, but just to keep the comp kicking along. And also, I mean, you're all fit and healthy young bucks, so the risks are very low, even if it was if you weren't to contract it. I mean, I know what I'd take risk of. I'd rather risk corona over scurvy any fucking any day. Any day, mate. So any you got day. it pretty good. With all the mod cons, I think it's fair and reasonable. Yeah. To pull pull together in as one in one of the great uh, in f- face of one of the great catastrophes of our time, we won't Tom. forget these moments. No, we won't. And dig deep for the love of the game, for the love of the code, for the love of the nation, and for love of Saint Peter of Volandis, the son of Christ, the hero that we didn't expect. We didn't expect him, and he doesn't look like he doesn't look the corrupt. son of Jesus. He doesn't does look he? like the son of Jesus. I think Jesus may be maybe an illegitimate son of Jesus. I think, well, I think it's commonly known that, but, that Jesus played around. <laughs> Jesus played the field. Jesus was a mad rooter in his time. Well, he was a uh, he, he was, was out and about, wasn't he? He yeah. was out. He was out uh, shaking hands, shaking hands, performing miracles, meeting new people. Well, he was he was the apple of many women's eye. Back uh, in the day. I give you the hot tip, mate. If he was hot property, he would have been the hottest property. If you think that Jesus Christ of Nazareth didn't lay pipe back in the day, <laughs> you're an idiot. He was a he was a carpenter, for God's sake. We all know labourers. We all know builders. We yeah. all know carpenters. Good with their hands. Very good with their hands and, and can lay a pipe. 
Mate, 2,000 years ago, Jesus would have been the hottest piece of ass going around yeah, the Middle East. That's it. And there's no, it would have been no receipts either, apart from obviously a child. But like, he would have been able to get away with it. Of course, mate. Of course he could. So is he the illegitimate son? Sure. Sure. Is the timing a little weird? Sure. It's worth questioning. That's all we're saying. But we're living in crazy times. So everything's on the table now, punters, dribblers. Everything's on the table. Open your eyes. Now, as we move forward, just into a bit of, I think maybe just rugby league chat, Eddie, because the Mm. round is still, the the sport is still continuing. I think we owe it to the punters and the dribblers who are bathing in the glory of rugby league's continued um, showing in Mm. Australian, uh, in society. Mm. Did we? Did you happen to see Manly knock off the uh, the defending premiers, Sydney Roosters? Yeah. Now, if that, you that that was my Saturday evening, yeah. Right. So if and look, this might sound a little crass, punish dribbles, but obviously desperate times, desperate measures, things of that nature. Now, if you say had erectile dysfunction, Eddie, or you, you know, with the the miso or your man, whoever it may be, you were struggling to perform yeah. sexually. At what point in that game would you have started watching Tom Trebojevic <laughs> to maybe just help you get over the line? It would have been the moment he graced the park. Well, after after he he made a mockery of that first bomb. It'd be from then on, wouldn't it? It would be from that moment onwards. As soon as that moment had ended, from then onwards. Pop it onto the pop it on the TV and get to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The and, man is a and freak. And turn it up. Turn you got to turn it up loud. Yeah. He is extraordinary. What three try savers? Three try savers. One that split his face open. Uh, he scored a try for Manly. The one try saver was as close. One to on it. Morris, and then one on Kiri, and then one on Tedesco, where yeah. he split his head open, um, and then just you know ran hard, good carries, done good, done good. What I'm actually enjoying currently about the rugby league, obviously, there's no fans, it's empty stadiums. You can, like, you can hear the hits in when there's like just you know crowd and all that sort of shit. But the hits actually sound so much more fucking hectic. Oh my god, mate! When there's no so much there. more hectic. It I'm actually like, I'm loving hearing the game. Yeah, so much chatter. It's, it's so much chatter. It just sound. It sounds like, it sounds like someone's smacking a lump of meat with a baseball bat. Sometimes you know, like when those cows are like half cow. You know, like Rocky punches. Yeah, yeah. When he's punching meat. When he's punching meat, preparing fight. for a big fight. It sounds like someone's smacking that sort of meat. Mm. Mm, mm. Just you right. You need to mm. keep the corona out of here. Get it down. There we good, um, mate. It's unbelievable. I'm actually loving it. I tell you what, also I loved the other night, which I haven't got to the bottom of, but didn't feel like I needed to. Mm. Just just was happy to roll with it. Yeah, the heckler, the manly heckler. Yeah, every time was it Kiri kicked? Uh, kicked Kyle for, Flanagan. Kyle Flanagan was kicking for a, a conversion or a field goal, uh, penalty. Someone was heckling him yeah. non like nonstop, yeah, and they're brilliant. going, "Where the fuck is this coming from?" Because all those dribblers over the back, none of them were Manly fans. At no. least they didn't look like they were. I'm talking the blokes on the scaffold yeah, in yeah, the backyards yeah. and shit. That was to be coming from over here behind the trees up on the hill somewhere. I'm it, not sure. Look, uh, Manly dribblers, dribblers in general. Uh, I think know, he was one out. Yeah, he, they were like. I mean, it would would it surprise you at all if a super passionate manly dribbler knowing the games on knowing no crowds allowed but knowing that maybe he's the difference between Kyle Flanagan getting or missing a conversion has made his way down to Leichhardt climbed a pole or a tree and just sat there and waited and just heckled the fuck out of him that wouldn't surprise me at all no no it wouldn't surprise me and it paid off no, knowing knowing as you and I do what the dribbler's capable of when pushed to extraordinary when extraordinary times yeah call for extraordinary, extraordinary measures, measures. 
that does not surprise me one iota. No, he would have got up out. early. He would have gone and scouted out his position. He would have secured it, and he would have heckled for his for his life. For his... He was probably up in the fucking trees for God's That's sake. That's what you I mean. Have seen him. You wouldn't have seen him. He could have dressed in camo. Yeah. Just some, you know, loud, obnoxious dribbler in the trees. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And loved the win. I mean, in terms of famous gutsy wins, right up there. And right it, up there. In was, all of, you know, in all of rugby league history, right up there. Right up there. And i tell you what I learned, Eddie, um, and I think I may have said as much on our WhatsApp chat, Pro Manly Rhetoric, was that... Close group. I've, yeah, close group. Sorry, punish dribblers. I've seen enough to think that we could win the premiership if all 26 rounds and finals are to get out. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, punish dribblers. I'll tell you why. Defense wins comps, right? Yeah. First wins game, championships. Wins championships. Now, that first game against Melbourne, we defended our ass off. Now, we did lose, right? And the score wasn't that bad. But we held our line like it was fucking do or die. The mm. only way Melbourne scores off a couple of kicks, Vunavalu scored some bullshit tries. Tafua got a bit leaky, came in a bit. Look, look, it can be tightened up. It, it can be tightened up. That shit can be tightened up. The defence this early on in the season is sexual. And to that end, I think it's only going to get better. And then once the combinations in, in the, the playmaking department, Danny Levi, Cherry Walker, Turbo, when they get a little bit more of a hum on, mm. will be unstoppable. 100%. And look, the, de- the desperation is what really got it for me. Like, yeah. we were on the back foot for a lot of those sets. We had fuck all field possession, none, and just kept getting pumped set after set, and the boys would hang on and yeah. hang on and hang on and then force a mistake and get the ball back and go out, go again. Go again. And, like, Marty Tapao wasn't at his best. No. Fanua Blake not at his best. Like, that when those big boys start to turn up and get a real hum on and start to drive forward and make metres and, and we can work off the back of that, I think I think the comp's in desperate trouble. I really Good do. luck. That's just my feeling. Yeah. Shout out to my brother, Will, who won uh, $700-ish on a $10 multi-bet. Pick the round. Pick the round. And I'll give you the hot tip, punters, dribblers. Picking the NRL, the round. Early is, on in the season. Is, but at any point. Well, yeah, but they've got no form to go off. I know, but even, season. like, I'm saying at any point it's hard, let alone, let alone the start, the start of, the of the season. Nigh impossible. He's picked the round. Congratulations to him. Um, reaps the rewards. Reaps the rewards. Reaps the rewards. Uh, I didn't... I wasn't taken by much else that happened in the round. I'll tell you what, I like the look of Brisbane's pack. Brisbane look good. They look great. Brisbane look really good. Their forwards, I think, first year, like last year, they were all a bit young, coming, you know, sort of getting used to first grade. Riggers a professional football, That's right, that's right. But now they're looking like they're just ready to eat, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. David Fafita, Flegler, Carrigan, Haas, um, bloody, is is Alex Glenn still in there? They're just... Lodge is out, but he'll be back. Pangai Junior's out, but he'll be back. Like they're just there's some there's some depth there. There's, and some, there's some animals. There's some animals in there, and then their backs. I mean, their backs are good. Brody Croft, Brody Croft out weeks. for a couple of weeks. But that's all right. He looked good. He looked good. Like Milford, Milford, Azako. They yeah. got they got fucking they've got it. Uh, the only thing they don't have is Boyd. Looks a bit. He looks so done, dude. Apparently Boyd though by the numbers, Eddie, best defensive center in the comp, and I'm taking that from Den and Kemp of Bloke in a Bar. Shout out to you, Den. Is that right? In attack, he he doesn't like to pass. And defensive center. Right. So he's made it was like 67 tackles, one miss for the season. Is that right? So, I mean, look, who knows? He's certainly not the attacking weapon that he once was, Darius, but I mean... No, but they look good. They look really good. Two from two. Uh, Raiders look good. 
Well, Raiders just sort of not being disappointing, which is nice. I like the I like the milk. Like I like the milk when they're doing well. I don't I didn't pick them in the top eight. No, you didn't, which I find. Yeah, I but all really bets surprising. are off now in the coronavirus world. Nothing you, you said say that before. Matters. You said that before. No, I know, but I'm saying now anything I say is, is fucking anything I said before coronavirus means nothing, mm. in my opinion. Oh, okay, is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Now, uh, you're right though, Reddy. As far as rugby league is concerned, there's not much else. Um, that I really wanted to touch on. Um, but I just wanted to get up uh, a couple more coronavirus-related things to talk about. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. To do with rugby league? No. Just This is just where coronavirus... Like, where are we at based on coronavirus? What's happened in the last week? Oh. My bloody mask's coming off. So, just where are we at with Corona? What's it, who's it, who's Corona claimed? What's happened? So, obviously, a Sydney Uni player tested positive. Yes, that a was prop. that was off the back of a prop. Yeah, who had his head all in and around scrums, scrums rucks, malls, but, the lot. But more than that was that that was the weekend where Scomo, in his infinite wisdom, was like, "Yeah, I still go to the footy." And again, I'm not. This isn't a political thing. This is just about what's going on. I'm not fucking taking sides. But just that was on the weekend where Scomo's like, "Going to the Sharks game? Yeah, let's get out there and get to the footy." And then Sydney Uni rugby has like 500 people there, and I think a, like a bunch of people got fucking coronavirus from one of the games. Mate, it's 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 been handled so poorly. It's mind boggling. It's like, mind boggling. As I said the other night. This is these are the these are the facts, mate. We're an island, right? Surrounded by oceans and seas. Girt by sea. The fucking writing was on the wall mid-January, mate. Like I'll go early February. The writing was on the wall, right? Mm -hmm. About what was happening. Why don't you just go? Okay, Australians, you can come back, but you'll be sent to quarantine centres, not home quarantine centres for fourteen days. All, mate. All, all costs. Incurred, you can fucking eat and drink your, you know, you, you way away. Your heart's content. Thank you. It doesn't matter, right? But you will be quarantined in centres. Everyone else, you can't come. Piss off. And then we'll manage the cases we have here. We'll get rid of them, and then we just carry on with our lives. And there'll be AFL, and there'll be NRL, and we'll, and it'll all blow over when we get a vaccine. Yeah. But until then, the borders are closed. That's what we could have done, mate. That's a fucking piece of piss. We're we're an island, right? That's so doable. <laughs> And instead, we're fucking... We're talking about locking all the NRL players up north in fucking weird resorts and shit. Nothing's on. No one can go outside. We're fucked. All because they fuck, They didn't look at what... In action. Is, what could we do? Close the borders, mate. Piece of piss. They're still letting people in on fucking cruise boats. If Dude. you went on a cruise... If you went on a cruise during this pandemic, you ought to fucking drown yourself, I reckon. <laughs> they should really just sink yeah, those boats off the coast. Yeah, they, they should just sink them. They should sink them. You bought those military planes that yeah, we never use. Exactly. Go, and, go and bomb those cruise ships and sink the fucking thing. We're, we're coming back into, uh, it's like all the people on the cruise going like, are we, when are we coming back? Yep, we're just gonna, we've just got to float out here for about a couple more hours and yeah. then just send some planes out there, fucking put holes in the hull and watch Because, those mate, those sink. cruises aren't that long. Right. You only go for a couple of days, like well, or a week, like two weeks max, right? Yeah, max. max. So you went on knowing, knowing what the world was happening, and it you, is. but knowing as well that the biggest epicenter outside of China for coronavirus until a week ago was that fucking ship. How are we allowing? Do you know what I mean? Like that cruise ships and Corona have been going hand in hand. 
the fact that there's any sailing the seas at all. Why is any ship boggles allowed? the mind? It's def- Dude, there is a ship apparently currently coming into Fremantle. No, asking to dock. Asking to dock with over 150 cases of suspected coronavirus. 200. 200. Yeah. So these motherfuckers are going to get in and then all that they have to do, punters, dribblers, is get off the boat with the promise of self-isolating. And the amount of stories that you're hearing of like second-hand, third-hand, first-hand even, but like of people going, oh, yeah, like, you know, someone I know, like someone... told us this story the other day and this will make it easier for me to fucking explain it and get yep, it out sure a friend uh my friend's girlfriend is a doctor she was checking people at clinics this person tested positive for coronavirus and they were told to, that they, were, they just had to go home and self-isolate yeah pretty pretty self-explanatory or it was not that tested positive that they had come into contact with someone that was iso- that was that had it yes they then got the test and as a precaution they have to self-isolate for 14 days they then saw them later that day at the markets in King's Cross, just walking around. Did they say anything to them? I don't. I don't think so. They I should. Think you should have gone. You're an irresponsible piece of shit. And that goes to those people at Bondi Beach as well. I live in Bondi, and now to have like a whole beach closed down because people can't just go down there, get in the water, and fuck off. It's like they closed Bondi down. Then I think the next day, Coogee and Tama were packed. And then a guy who I know lives in DY after those ones were closed said that DY was packed because everyone just then goes there and then those were closed down. And you're like, are you guys getting it? I don't think you're getting it. You're not getting it. The, but I will say this, though. I will say this, though. I think that a, a lot of the blame needs to be showed by the tippy top because... Yes. They weren't taking it that serious. They weren't taking it that serious. And then in one week, like one week ago, ScoMo was at the footy. And or now, or he, was, he was encouraging people to go to the footy. And now he's like, oh, closing parts. how dare you be at the, at the beach? Like, they're not that, they haven't been that clear about what is appropriate and what isn't. Like, no. I think they should have been sterner about what's, what you can and can't do. Yes. Right? Like, you can't go to the beach. What do's and don'ts. Yeah, right? here we go. Go to work and go home if you have to. If you can work at home, work at home. If you want to go for a swim, in and out of the water, then home. Yeah. There's no wandering the streets, bro. There's no fucking chilling in the park and chilling on the beach. That's no. not how it works. This you is... can do shit, but only for a moment. That's it. Like you kind of just perpetual motion. Don't yeah. stop. You Don't only stop. stop at home. Yeah. Get walked down to the beach, drive to the beach, get out of your car, into the water, out of the water, pick up your towel, walk back to the car, get the fuck home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, that you're right. And you know what? They, there, coming... was, there wasn't enough information no. around what was acceptable. They go, no outdoor events of 500. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Right? <laughs> what does that mean? What, I can't have an event of 500 people or more? What are you talking about? Or is it just that like... Or like, what? and what's... What, there can't am be 500 I meant to be aware? people? Yeah. What does that mean? Am I meant to be aware of how many people are on the beach? Can there not be 500 people in Hyde Park? What, what, what are the parameters? Yeah, what, what's how the far size? apart? What are you talking about? Yeah. Does it make sense what now, you're saying? Look, I agree with you that they weren't very clear, but also people are taking the piss. Common sense needs to come into no, no, it. No, no, of course. But there's 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 people that aren't big thinkers in this no, world. No, shitloads, shitloads of them, mate. Yeah, and I just don't think that they were conveying the right tone. I tell you what's also different, and I don't know if we spoke about this last week or not, but during the fires, for New South Welshmen, for New South Wales residents uh, specifically, because the, I don't know who the fire chief was in any other state. 
Shane Fitzsimmons, that bald, leader. bald, chubby redhead. Uh, he was the leader of the nation during those bushfires in New South Wales. He was the person. He was on every fucking news bulletin, and he was telling you what was happening. He was giving you the hard news. He was, he was briefing going, people every hour. But he was also going like, he was prepared to tell you the fucked up news. Like, people may die. Houses will be lost. This will happen. This is going to be the worst we've ever seen, maybe worse than that. And so, and he's like, was, okay, if you want to leave now, it's too late. You yeah, it's too late. Like, you're fucked. You stay and fight or try find. You're fucked, basically, yeah. right? So we had this single point of information. During this crisis, you have the prime minister talking to you. Then you have uh, the five premiers, or however, however many fucking premiers there are of the states and territories. Then you have the main medical guy who's with the prime minister. Then you have state and territory medical officers, and none of them are exactly the same. And then you just got doctors and fucking medical people on the outside who have their opinions. So you are getting so much information that's not all the same. Some saying close schools, some saying don't close schools, some saying we're fucked, some saying, you know, no, we can keep schools open. There's like, it's so hard to actually know what the fuck to do. A lot of the time, you're getting a lot of your information from like WhatsApp groups because everyone's sharing information going, dude, check this out. Someone, this has just happened. Oh, this is what someone said. It's a shit fight. Mate, they could have come, like outside of my idea to fucking close the borders, which was would have worked. Well, uh, watertight. Watertight right. idea. They could have just been like, if you keep taking the piss, like if you do this, 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 and this, then we'll lose this, 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 and this. And then let's say that I'm more, let's say that I was down on Bondi the other day, fucking about being a, Absolute loser, right? But I work in a cafe. If if you told that bloke, or he may, if you do that, you won't have a fucking job in two days' time because the cafes are closed. Do you reckon that prick's going to be going to go down and lay, do lounge you know about? Mean? No, you're absolutely right. Like there wasn't enough threat. No, you got to threaten the. You got to clip dribblers sometimes, like yeah. we always say. Yeah, and sometimes you got to threaten people before you see action. These dribblers needed to be clipped real hard, and now they're going to get clipped harder than they would have if they exactly. just fucking now you stayed get home. now you get an almighty. Clip. Now you're getting a full palm yeah. on the back of the head, which you know, look, no one wanted it to come to that, but it has. Eddie Olympics, Australia's pulled out of it. Tokyo, Sayonara. How do you, how do you, how, what do you, what do you make of that? Clearly, the Olympics can't be on. No. Is this Australia just going pull them? Yeah. We're, we're, we're withdrawing, so you pull them. Yeah, pull them. Or move them, Listen, or whatever. unless you've got... Because we're in the business of gold. Unless you've got Peter Volandis running the IOC, they have to be pulled. Yeah. yeah. Volandis the only one who could get that thing humming. And, yeah, but he's, he's, he's got, got bigger fish to mate, fry. Mate, his plate is full. So the Olympics have to be pulled until Volandis can get the NRL season well, sorted. Well, I'm happy to move them. Don't, people are talking about cancelling them. I think that's way too over just the top. Put it that would have been that would have been preparing for this for eight years. Yeah, you can't. Do you know what I mean? Get you can't just build like all this shit and then go up. Oh, sorry, mate. No, no, no. Stiff shit. Missed it. Missed your opportunity. We'll do it next year. And if you have to be in the Winter Olympics, then do that. No now one. Two no years one. Time. Who gives a shit about the Winter Olympics? Russia spent something ridiculous, like sixteen billion on Sochi. Building like all the resorts and everything up in the fucking mountains. There, no one goes there. It's pretty much deserted. It's well, that's just... like every former Olympic town is now empty and deserted. Unless you've got like, unless you're from Western Europe, no one cares. No one gives a fuck. It's so except for Scotty James, who's our world's best. Snowboard. Yeah, and we love Scotty. We love and Scotty, and I'm a big fan of Scotty. And but... look, we might just put on the snowboard event. Yeah, sure. We're, look, in the summer games, it's the summer games with, with snowboarding, with snowboard pipe. Um, that but would, yeah, that would work. I think that would work. Well, if anyone could get that off the ground, it's Volandis. Yeah, Saint Peter, Son of Christ. But look, mate, it's all happening. There'll be nothing left. That's why rugby league's so important. That's why it's rugby so league's so important. It's so important. Now, 
Um, again, Corona, it's taken AFL. It's taken Idris Elba. It's taken Richard Wilkins. It's taken Kevin Durant. It's taken the NBA. It's taken a fuckload of people. Um, what else has it got, though, Ed, here? Bondi Beach Clothes. Neighbours, the uh, Australian uh, institution that is Neighbours, Ramsey Street, put on hold indefinitely. Jesus. So I mean, It I, was always hanging on by the skin of its... Well, and, that's the last thing Ramsey Street needed was a fucking pandemic. Well, I tell, I, I tell you what, has Ramsey Street ever dealt with a pandemic on the show in all their years? I mean, I they would have they they t- ticked off everything else. Yeah, it seems like a storyline that would work on Neighbours at Ramsey Street, so I'd actually be maybe filming through it. A Ramsey Street pandemic. pandemic. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Cody's got COVID. Look, in terms... Mate, from where I'm sitting, this is probably... The jolt they needed. I mean, they'd been relegated from ten to eleven. Yeah, which ten is peach. which is one of the great falls in <laughs> that is in, that in is modern a, Australian television. That's a, that's the biggest nabra in modern Australian television yeah, history. One hundred percent. That from eleven 10 to 10, ten peach. Ten to ten peach. That's what it's called. Ten peach. Not eleven. No, I'm pretty sure it's called ten peach now. Okay, so the the rebrand didn't yeah, work because yeah, no, I didn't no, know no, about it. No. And if I didn't know about it, doesn't mean it doesn't, I don't know where I can watch my neighbours. Yeah, and I think this is from where I'm sitting. It's all to do with their lack of creativity around their storylines. Yeah, Ramsey Street would do well on the back of a pandemic. That's my feeling. I think so. I think so. It'll get the punters and dribblers talking. Uh, some encouraging news out of out of this uh, this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I've been. At least one of the boys said in our Snapchat this afternoon that apparently China has now banned the live wild animal trade so no more no more weird shit okay like that's cool and that's fantastic but do you believe it i'm well i i i need to i need to believe something yeah you need to you need something to believe in and i need to believe that they're not gonna they're gonna stop eating fucking armadillos and penguilas and whatever the fuck you're called and koalas and bats Bats and shit shit. look we'd all like to believe that i don't though technically because i feel like once you get a taste for a penguila or an armadillo (laughs) it's hard to come back it's such a niche taste that you've got to really want it to persevere with something like that like what's what's the most niche thing you eat really the most niche thing i consistently eat yeah what's a fucking weird niche thing you eat because i don't really have niche tastes Brussels sprouts might be as niche that's as not this boy niche. gets. That's not niche. I know. That's my point. The nichest thing I eat. Oh, fuck, if I know. Exactly. Taramasalata? <laughs> <laughs> See? If you're eating panguilas or whatever the fuck they're called, like you've got to be all in on that life. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? It's going to be hard. But Just... apparently, mate, apparently that wet market down in Wuhan, mm. like you'll go in there daily and there'll be all different things to eat. Like maybe a bit yeah. of panda today, maybe a bit of bloody koala yeah, tomorrow, I'm not surprised a bit, by of, that. bit of armadillo on Thursday. They need like... to close down that then. Yeah, well, I think that's what they close. That's it. Are that. they closing like, down they go, they go out and just whatever's, whatever's crawling or flying past them. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need... 
uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth. Go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, some I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. We love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. They'll throw in a cage and take them down to the market. Yeah. It's I don't a, know how you price something it's, like it's that. Actual, how do you price something? How do you price a penguin? I mean, it's by demand, isn't it? Or by rarity? So what? They're auctioned off? Well, I think that you, if you're in the Pangualan market, Eddie, and I'm going to give us, I don't think I don't that's the correct that's <laughs> pronunciation. I'm not even sure if that's a thing. Well, it's the cousin of the armadillo. That okay, looks sorry. If you're, if you're into the, uh, the cousin of the armadillo, <laughs> you're probably going to know how to price that because you're in that game, yeah. right? Like, but you know, we should if you're be... in the Taramasalada game, <laughs> you know what, you, you know what that, a good Taramasalada is probably going to cost. Who's our friend that got done importing exotic animals? Oh, Martin Kennedy. Almost, almost worth getting Martin on the blower. He'd it could know. be. He'd know what. It, he'd, he'd know what. He'd, a, know, he'd, he'd would have been to a fair few wet markets in his time. He would have been to a few wet markets. He probably uh, he could have even brought it back to Australia. I don't know what Martin. Look, I don't want to put uh, charges on Martin. He's already had his own troubles. But Martin could certainly be someone if we could get him on the line. Don't know if he's in prison or not, but certainly if we could get him to fill uh, us in on what a pangolin is. Yeah, and just what what the going how how the the wet markets. I tell you, what, the term wet market doesn't sound. It's not great branding it doesn't like it sounds as gross as it probably is i don't know why they're called wet markets i do know this every time i've seen them on tv look wet 
Look like they're constantly fucking wetting shit. Everything's wet. Do you know what I mean? I kind of get. Always well, got a hose, wetting things. If things are wet. There's like spice and bloody steam and shit fucking over a stove. Things and... are things are wet. Yeah. Don't know. Look. Again, we need a wet market expert. I think Martin's our only in there. If he wants to talk, she's that'd be great. <laughs> but if anyone's realize, got his number, so I just want to give us a little bit of an update here, just a little bit of disinfectant. Well, Glenn Twenty, our disinfectant Glenn 20, of choice. Disinfectant of choice. Let's hope uh, that it continues. Should. In all likelihood, keep us on the airwaves uh, for the term. foreseeable future. Yeah. We're not going anywhere, punters, dribblers. Make no mistake. We, we will this, be here this, for the long haul. Until one it. of us gets it. We're in it. Um, We're in it. Did, oh, fuck. That's strong. <laughs> it's very strong. That's strong. You know it works. You know it works. That's burning all of the corona you know it away. Works. I can taste it burning the corona off. <laughs> um, did you see that NRL's banned Tinder? For yes. players. Yes, I did. Now, obviously, once they're in a compound, sweet. But as of pre-isolation, they're not allowed... To, they're banned Tinder and I think not allowed to have WAGs around that aren't... So, like, in within the team environment, WAGs aren't allowed to come to games. Obviously, if you live with your WAG, you live with your WAG, but they're almost trying to sexually isolate these players as much as anything else. Well, I think they need to because they don't want them to get sick because if one of the NRL players gets sick, then it's going to be a big call. So these guys need to almost be given hand sanitizer and lube by the, the truckload. Well, that's right. Get I them mean, just to pull. It's, it's self-isolation. It's self-isolation. They've got, to, they've got to sharpen their own pencils for the foreseeable future. Did you see those boys, those uh, North... Uh, was it North Melbourne? Now, when the AFL got cancelled yesterday, they obviously have been in their own form of isolation, let their hair down, and just went big. Really? Had a big party and shit. And they're like, everyone's like, oh my God, you animals. But also silly because. So silly. That's man. not what this situation is. Exactly. For. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell you AFL. Fuck, so AFL. Have you heard that currently breweries are not considered essential? Yeah. Which means that Australia would run out of beer in three months. They'll make it essential. They have to. They have to. There would be anarchy. Yeah. How do you control the people without piss? Dude, if you're locked away for fucking three months and, you know, not necessarily like you you might have to go to work and shit, but like if we're essentially locked down for the darkest, shittest winter of all time, mm. getting dark at five o'clock at night. Yeah, the shittest winter of the all time. The shittest winter of all time and you can't even knock back a couple of beers. And there's no footy on. There's no footy on. You got to make your own fun. You need schooners. You need schooners. In fact, that's kind of freaked me out into the fact that I might, I'm going to pick some up on the way pick home. Pick some up on the way home, yeah. And punters and dribblers, I don't want to be alarmist, but I think that you should do the same. Yeah. Now, orderly fashion, no pushing. No, no pushing. It's all don't be, be respectful. Don't, don't be a pig don't, about don't it. Don't be a pig about it. Just saying, currently, as it stands, as of Monday evening, the 23rd of March, 2020, breweries not on the essential list. Australia running out of piss in three but months. But bottle shops open. Selling the piss that's been made. Yeah. But currently, they're not making They're not picks. making any more. Can I say, and this is a shout-out just to a friend of the show who owns a brewery, dear friend of both Eddie and mine, James Harvey at Yulee's Brews, punters, dribblers. If you want to help out a, uh, a young throbber in the throes of COVID... Who's not, also helping his mates. Who's also helping his mates with work at his brewery, which apparently isn't fucking essential by the government's metric, this Christian prime minister we have. But Yulee's Brews, buy the caseload. You can get it online... You can get it in store. I'm going to be doing it. Yulies is Y-U-L-L-I-S. Correct. Apostrophe S. Yulies Brews. Uh, try the sea bass or the norm in beers. 
That's um, what I'd suggest. Both are great. Both fantastic. But both, they're going to they're gonna get you to where you need to be. They're going to get you to where they need to be. Uh, help out punters and dribblers. That's what we say. And we would implore you to help out this punter and dribbler whose piss is good. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, time to help out dribblers. Well said. <laughs> now. Really well said. Uh, now, we will say this, punter dribblers. Yeah. I said at the top of the show. Yeah. You might be wondering why we're wearing. Yeah, look, it's practical, but Sydney it's also, Kings but it's all pro, also protest. Now, the Sydney Kings, the Violet Crumbles, the Lakers down, of Australia, they were down two-one in the NBL uh, Grand Final Series, best of five. After topping the ladder, after but there finishing was minor plenty prams. of time. They'd gone win, win, win. So a win apiece, and then well, they'd gone a win each, and then you know Adelaide had got well, yeah, Perth, yeah, that was rather. confusing the way you said that. Sorry, Sydney one-one, Adelaide one-one, or yeah. Perth, Perth, uh, Sydney, Perth. Makes sense? It was 2-1 to Perth. But it wasn't like, it wasn't over. No, it wasn't over. Right? And and is that, it's a seven-game series or a five-game five series? Five-game series, right. But Sydney had topped the ladder, which means we were the best team all season, which counts for something, it surely. counts for a lot. Anyway, I was talking to an inside source of the King, someone very, very close to the owner, and he was telling me that... Everyone from the owner to the backroom staff to the front room staff to the players all took a vote and they all voted to forfeit the match because there was a lot of international players that wanted to go home to their families and time was running out, borders were getting shut, they needed uh, to get home, right? Get home to loved ones. Yeah, of course. It wasn't this isn't a purely domestic comp. We've got international talent here, mate. Make yeah. no mistake. This yeah. is beneath the uh, after the NBA, this is number one league in the planet. Yeah, no doubt. In the universe. Yeah, in no. the universe. So I think it was the right call to allow people to go back to their families. Big call, brave call, yeah, but a, but the right call, I think. But right? so then, why didn't the Kings? So then, the Kings forfeit, okay, and they apparently it was a handshake deal with uh, Perth, going, "This is why we're forfeiting. We're not forfeiting because we don't love the contents, and we don't want to. We're not going to fucking pump you, which we are, which we are. It's be, we're doing it for the right reasons, right? Letting our boys go home." Handshake deal. They go, yeah, not a problem. That's fine. Like, we'll, we'll obviously, we'll, that's what we'll tell them. So, the what? We'll handshake deal and then we'll postpone the final? No, no. As in, let's just say, let's just say no one wins. Gotcha. That's the right thing to do. Okay, call off. But the- then the NBL goes to, apparently goes to Perth. Well, like, what happened here? They're like, oh, I don't know. They forfeited. Like, it's pretty dog. Like, played, the, played it off, played oh. the other side, and the NBL handed them the championship. They've won the championship. Well, I mean, I think we all know that Perth has won nothing. And, mate, I will say this. ScoMo today is saying that to get through this crisis, we need to draw on the spirit of the Anzacs. That doesn't feel very Anzac-y to me, bro. No, that doesn't. That, that's, that does not seem in the spirit of the Anzacs. Not to me, mate. That sounds underhand and dastardly. It sounds very dastardly. And you know what? I think that's uh, that our friend of the show, Andy Bogues, was suitably fucking furious. Fucking oath he was. He was ropeable, mate. Yeah. And so are we. And so that's why we're wearing... That is one of the reasons we're wearing our Sydney Kings, Violet Crumbles, Lakers of Australia, COVID masks. Yeah. I don't know how much they're doing because I can see your chin and I'm trying to fucking cover my mouth, but... <laughs> hopefully they're doing, hopefully they're, they're doing more than nothing. Something more than nothing. They're doing something. I'd cover your nose though, Eddie, because it can come out of there, bro. I don't want you to be spitting that out. I don't want mine to get up your nose, you know? So anyway... Fuck you, Perth. Fuck you, Perth. Fuck you, NBL. Fuck the NBL. Fuck Perth. Up the Kings. We'll be back bigger and better. Up the Crumbles. And don't you dare fucking think that their boys have forgotten about this injustice, because they haven't. Haven't, and they'll be coming bigger and better. And the world will return to normalcy. 
If that's a word. No, it's not normalcy or normality, I think. Is normality is what I wanted. Yep. There and normality go. is now what you've got. <laughs> so until that time... Until that time, that's unfortunately NBL for the season. That's it for the season. Look, I know that, you know, it's going to be tough without it. G'day, listeners. Louis Burke here with Generation Batuta. The stories that matter to you and the other five members of your share house. Open your ears and blow your minds as our weekly youth program brings you stories about pill testing, climate change, and a cheeky story about sex to make sure you listen until the end. I am. You are. We are. Generation Batuta. Generation Batuta. Tune in now on Desert Rock FM, or if you don't live in Batuta, listen free, only on Spotify. Uh, I think maybe we just get into some dribbler dribbles, bro. What do you reckon? Because KD sent one in. Kate, mate, we got a few. We've got some written, and then we've got some... Uh... We've got nine audible dribbles, all of which I know will be... Horse shit. Horse shit. <laughs> so if you can surprise me, I'd love that. I right. would absolutely love it. Let me go to this one first. You You're right. Yep, go. You can read KDs, but I'll just get this on first. This one is from uh, Hamish McGilvray. He may be a relative of mine. Uh, if you see him in the street, in the city, rob him. That's that one. He works in the city. Rob that prick. <laughs> so he uh, he meant to send us this one a fortnight ago, but he forgot because he was hung. All right. And it reads, I was at a wedding a few weeks ago for a friend of the show and top shelf dribbler, Jack Marples. Hello, Jack, and congratulations on your wedding. Late in the evening, when everyone was hammered and dancing, one Jack Sherman McLennan went missing only to emerge with a broom that he handed to someone and insisted they begin conducting limbo on the dance floor. Sherman let a few people have a go before he grabbed a tambourine, shaking it as loudly as possible to draw attention to himself and uh, attention from the crowd. He then proceeded to execute some of the most clinical, clinically impressive limbo moves I've ever seen. My question is this, was this an alpha move as he was far and away the best limbo person there? Or was this a beta trying to turn themselves into an alpha by drawing attention to his exceptional skill at a clearly beta activity? Dude, he, he's asked for the broom, hasn't he? Sherman's gone and got the broom himself. And gone, look at me. And gone, come back. So it's, Sherman's gone to get the broom, punish dribblers, if, uh, if we need to clear this up. Dance floor, wedding, hammered. One of the dribblers there, Sherman, has gone and got a broom. Say he's come back to you, Eddie, and he's going, get the limbo going, mate. He's then allowed a few people to have a crack at limbo. Before he goes. Before he then goes and absolutely owns the situation. Yeah, no, that's it's lowbrow. It's that's beta. that's that's beta, isn't it? It's beta. If someone produced the the broom and he and he had nothing to do with it and just owned it, then, then I'm, I'm prepared to pay that. Yeah. But if you go out of your way to show off, nah. Also, though, as Hamish uh, quite appropriately points out. If you're going to show off, it better be cool. Is if you're going to show off to me with limbo? Yeah, yeah, mate. That's not. That's not. That's enough. not going to get me up and about. If you're like, oi, watch me do a double backy on this motorbike, I'd be like, fuck. Holy oath. shit, that was mad, yeah. lad. But that's limbo, which, Lim- I, which I'm guessing wasn't even that good. No, <laughs> like in terms of limbo and like, quality limbo, like, as opposed to your run of the mill like. Like day to day limbo. No, but like I'm I'm imagining pissed wedding limbo. That yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. Like better than everyone else there, but everyone else is blind, no one cares. Yeah. But where does he stack up in the world of professional limbo dancing? Right at the bottom. Yeah, he's he wouldn't he wouldn't be making He wouldn't any, rate a mention. He mate. wouldn't make any regional tournament, would he? He wouldn't rate a mention. He wouldn't be getting a scholarship for it, put it that no. way. Mm-mm. So it doesn't impress me. No. And by extension, I think it's rather beta. Yeah. Very beta. And from what I hear of, of Sherman, sounds like something he'd do. 
Oh, All right, God. who you got? KD, friend of the show. Um, the shout the out dribble. to KD, who's currently quarantined in his home in New York. Um, chose not to come home. Going to stick it out. Stick it out. Going to go the long haul. Uh, America looks dicey at the moment. So <laughs> for all our all our American listeners, we we we, we send wish you, you the best. We send you love and dribble. Yeah, and that's all we can do. That's all we can do. We send you. our love and we send our dribble. This is for you. Now, dear Eddie and Tom, KD here reaching out from a city on full lockdown, trying to get lead in my pencil. I was going through some videos and came across this clip of Stone Cold Steve Austin's highlights. A full throb ensued. Don't think it's ever been brought up, but did you dribblers get around wrestling growing up? I did, and the Texas Rattlesnake was my favorite. If you did get around it, who were your favorite wrestlers? If you didn't get around it, that's pretty beta on your part. Anyway, hope you're both well and corona-free. All the best, KD. I'll 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 start by saying I didn't watch it when I was growing up. Beater. So I can't I can't You can't speak to it. I can't Why speak didn't to you it? watch it? Were you not allowed? Mate, I don't think there was any way to watch it. In Dubbo. How did you watch it? I watched it. You could rent videos. Right. And then it was on free to air TV, uh like when you're maybe like eleven, twelve on channel like at night. I can't remember it was like a Tuesday night, Monday night, whatever, but it was like Monday Night Raw, that might have been it. Um, Just don't remember. No, coming- Tuesday night because it was Monday in America, and it was like it was sick. So I did watch it, KD, and obviously Eddie didn't because he's a gimp. Probably wasn't allowed to. Probably um, man, who knows? But I used to rent the videos as a real young kid, so I've got like ref- I've got like old school wrestlers that I loved. Obviously Hulk Hogan, Undertaker. They're not old school, but they were like they were fucking. They've been around for so long. There was a dude, Tatanka, who was like a Native American. Razor Ramon, who was like a, a Cuban or a Colombian, but he wasn't. He was just American. And he just had like a fucking toothpick. And he'd be like, hey, yo. <laughs> Diesel, who came became Kevin Nash. The Ultimate Warrior, Ric Flair. But then obviously Stone Cold, The Rock. I tell you what, the Attitude Era was so dope because that was like, that was a time when, oh, Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump, Lex Luger. Anyway, um, but there was a time when WCW became. I feel like you've been waiting for this, mate. Fuck, dude! It just came out of me. I don't know. The time when WCW was like became big as well, so that was like a rival promotion, and a lot of the big dicks went over there. Sting, so there was like Hulk Hogan and all these guys. They started the NWO, New World Order, the Wolfpack. They were just the coolest dudes ever. Brett the Hitman Hart, Um, (laughs) and so. There was like this big rivalry. Like you basically had, it'd be like, it'd be like if the NRL had another competition, like the Super, League. like the Super League, but it rose to the same epicness of it at the same right. time. Then essentially, WWF just bought WCW, and but at the point when they were competing with each other, it was like there was no regulations around what you could do, and it was like you had to compete for who for eyeballs. So it was like who's the fucking gnarliest? Oh, so they just did crazy. They just shit. did crazy shit. Like they did such wild stuff where like concussion protocols and stuff. Now they can't do any of it. You can't even hit someone in the head with a chair anymore in wrestling, even though they're bullshit. Like, nah, you've got to like it's all very very sort of set special and specific, and because you can't concuss people. Whereas back in the day, it was like they were they were slamming each other on a thumbtacks and like. The Undertaker choke slammed mankind through the roof of a, say, the Hell in a Cell where the cells are around. Yeah, there. yeah. And they're up 
Mankind was this guy, for those that don't know, who just put his body through so much shit. He was, I can't remember what the term is in wrestling, but he's one of those guys who's like fucking good, but he makes other wrestlers look sick. Right. Because of the shit he can do. He makes these fights fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, look, don't worry, Punisher, because we know it's all fake, but it was awesome as a young child. Mm. Broke my heart when my sister told me at 10 that it was fake <laughs> at the dinner table. Anyway, <laughs> so... Undertaker throws Mankind off the top of a cell onto the commentary table. This is all in the one How fight. far would that have been? Dude, that would be like, let's, I mean, what is that in metres? Maybe seven? Jeez, seven metres? Five to seven metres? Because he's also gone like high. off and down. Like he's had to move through the air as well. It's not just straight down. So high and through the air. And then... <laughs> Then the fight transitions back up onto the top of the cage again at some point. And the Undertaker goes to choke slam him just on the top of the cage and the fucking ceiling breaks. And this was actually an accident. Brock Lesnar, big show. Uh, and he falls through the cage. And that wasn't real. That wasn't intentional. And then he got carried out on a stretcher. Owen Hart, RIP. Like, Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, so... Uh, Holy yeah. shit. And look, I don't know why I got into that one, but just it was just a wild time growing up in the Attitude Era. Whereas now, when they bought them, when they bought the the rival Booker T, yeah, did they bring the guys over and have them fight each other? Yes, like, that was the that was still good. If you know as what well. I mean? That was the tail end of the Attitude Era, but it was still good because they came over. There was ECW, WCW, and they had these big like fucking. You'd come in and they were basically still fighting for the WCW belt and the WWF belt, but all in the same thing as they're sort of merging and like somewhere on team WCW, WWF. I don't know if I said Stone Cold and The Rock, but I had to. They're two of the greatest of all time. Um, You've said them. Good. <laughs> uh, but Triple H. So they did bring them all in and it was like, it was that was cool for a time as well. But now because it's all just so watered down and shit, it's like, I, it's unwatchable. And obviously I'm a 30 year old man and yeah. it's not going to have the same... Gravitas. Gravitas as it once did. But it's just, there's no... Cool storylines. Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Linda McMahon, uh, all have been Stone Cold stunned uh, by Stone Cold. And they're all like somehow like... Linda McMahon is, I think, in Trump's cabinet. Right. Dribblers. Wild. Um, anyway. There you go. Wrestling's great. Thanks, KD. I could go on. It's not good anymore, though. Like John Cena. Really? Nah. Please. Ronda Rousey. Kane. Do you like that? Huh? Like Ronda Rousey. No, like, I mean, what is it? You know what I mean? Ronda Rousey. China. China was good. Rest in peace. Chris Benoit, RIP, did some fuck up shit. Was a good fighter at his time. Eddie Guerrero, big show. Don't know if I said him. Uh, <laughs> should we get to some dribble, dribble, some more dribble, dribbles? Though? I think so, mate. Thanks, KD. And so do any of the greats that I've forgotten. Because, you know, you've all had an impact on my life. I'm irrevocably changed because of you. For the better. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. All right, let's do some dribbler dribbles. Let's I want you to turn up this week, dribblers. I need, dribbles. I need, I need you to turn up. Yeah, we need you to turn up. Yeah, good day, boys. It's a uh, big cat up in Brisbane here. Long time punter and a bit of a dribbler. Anyway, the situation with rugby league at the moment, as I've seen this week, uh, Philander has addressed the uh, the public about the great sport of rugby league. 
Um, I, I, I often wonder, I, I am wondering if the biggest problem which may face rugby league and the NRL more broadly moving forward is not COVID-19, but it's the size of the Mad Monday and the off-season that the rugby league players in Australia will have once this season uh, ends. Um, We've got a sport here which routinely has players getting up to uh, sort of mischievous acts as, uh, you know, pissing in their own mouths, sleeping with schoolgirls or punching on with bouncers in Bali. And now that's often, that that comes on the back of a regular season or sometimes even within the season. So now you're going to be telling these these players to self-isolate for a number of months with uh, no outlet really other than you know, playing footy to no crowds on the weekend. And then it may be nine, ten months from now that they're finally let onto the world and they're going to have the biggest spender of all fucking time. And it may be that there's, there's not enough players not in jail for there to be a season next year. Um, yeah, Kevin, your thoughts on that, boys? Or potentially this is a masterstroke by the Rugby League to uh, launch globally the sport of Rugby League next year uh, on the back of perhaps the most devious Mad Monday and off-season in all of professional sporting history. Cheers, boys. Be soon. Thanks, Big Cat. Look, great question by the Big Cat. Or I think not a question, more of a statement. Uh, a statement of fact. I'd say that I'm happy for uh, rugby league players if they get through this season. Oh, they're, they're allowed. Have, like, a grace period to do whatever the they're, fuck they They're want. allowed. Rugby league. Rugby league. If they, if they play through the whole season, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Do you reckon when the war was over back in 1945 and people took to the streets and party, people gave a shit what anyone did? No, no one, mate. No. No one cares. It's a free-for-all. That's, mate, you know why they're called baby boomers? Because everyone just went out and fucked. And they had all these... and the Kids were everywhere, mate. No yeah. one, it, was, it was a fucking free-for-all. And that's what'll happen when this is all said and done. Like, I was saying to the boys the other night, when this is all said and done, like, everyone will go out for one of the great sins of yeah, all time. Yeah, it will be. They? It'll be one of the great... It'll be one of, of the great sins. Well, probably one of the great post-pandemic yahoos... That's that's the that's what's getting me through this yeah. is the post-pandemic Yahoo because it's going to be biblical. It's going to be huge, and that's got me really excited. Obviously, we got a bit of a oh, we got some hurt. We, we got, got a, some hurting to do. We got some hurting to do. We are getting bounced out here to some degree. We got some. We got a river of shit to swim through. But yeah. post-pandemic Yahoo will be biblical, and it's probably going to be more than one. It's going to be like a, a couple of months. No, I'd it's going to be it's going to be a collection of Yahoo. Yes, yeah, over months and yeah, months and months. months. And months. Uh, but to just to put a bow on it, if if league can carry and can carry on, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, Yahoo's pending. Yahoo's soon. Hello, Tom and Eddie, and to all the punters and dribblers out there. Strong. Mm-hmm. Look, I've just it's Friday afternoon. I've just finished my first beer, so um, you could say I've had an A-League skinful. <laughs> Look, I just wanted to get your opinion on something. Adam Fennell Blake and Joey Leilua came out during the week and have said that they want to be paid their full salaries, even if the NRL season is suspended. And, um, look, I understand that NRL players aren't the biggest thinkers. Um, and uh, But surely the clubs are smart enough to put some smarter players out there in front of the press. You know, the Jake Trevojeviches, the Wade Grahams, they spoke quite eloquently this week about the whole situation. Um, but instead they've chosen Joey Leilua and Adam Fanil Blake at their respective clubs. clubs. Um, yeah, I just wanted to know your opinion, whether you think it's smart of them to say stupid shit like that or, or not. So, um, 
Yeah, look, boys, be soon. Uh, shout out to Rob College um, and shout out to all the punters and dribblers. Love from Pug. See ya. Thanks, Puggy. Great question, Pug. Oh, the boys, the dribblers are turning up this week, which, which boys me. Yeah. Uh, look, I think it's good for the game. Yeah, look, uh, to your point, is it is it smart footy putting them out in front of the cameras? Probably not. Not no. if you want them to. What if not if you want them to say the right thing? Yeah. Not mm. if you want the party line yeah. to be towed. Because they're not going to they're not going to tow the party line. No. There is absolutely no way, and obviously not big thinkers. I mean, and they're emotional. There are they're, two very emotional gentlemen. Very emotional. They 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 just run it up and run it straight. Yeah. So that's what you're going to get out of them. You're going to get honesty. They're not going to tow the party line because no. that's what they do. They're they gonna run, run it hard up. and they run it straight. And for him, he's going. If you don't fucking pay me, there's going to be consequences. Yeah, he'll show up to someone's yeah, house. Yeah, he'll show fucking... up. He'll show up at your at your door with his boys. That's yeah. what he's saying. Yes, he's not saying it like line for line, but that's what that's, he's, he's making a threat. Yeah, that's a threat. He's not where he's he was wearing. Uh, this is at least uh, Adam, who yeah. is the most intimidating player yes. in rugby league today. Easily, he was wearing a face mask, so you can't see any emotion on the guy's face, and you're just hearing him talk behind a fucking yeah. a mask, and he's like. I'm getting paid, motherfucker. Mate, make make no mistake, that was a threat. That was Adam. a direct threat to anyone above him yeah. in the entire Who thinks of, about taking, bread, thinks off about his taking bread off his table and out of his kids' mouths. Now, Joey Leilua probably just following on from that. Joey, I think, in probably what could be the biggest slap to the face of the NRL, actually was questioning the NRL's uh, sort of money managing. Which, yes. which is be, of concern to, to all. To be fair to Joey is a good point. It's of concern to all, and it's a point we haven't really touched on. Well, we kind of did with the because, tide going well, out. Well, look, the tide's out. Yeah, that's right. But the reality is, is that once the dust has settled, there will be a review, and the review will be scathing. And Joey could be the one to do it. Yeah. Joey seems like he's an astute money manager by the does, sounds does, of it. Does Joey have royal commission about him? Is Joey got a touch of the Ian Schubert's? Is he a, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's an auditor. Is he an auditor? I mean, look, stranger things have happened. It, exactly. Pandemic you, in 2020. You never know which rugby league player is going to surprise you. Yeah. Uh, you know, Russell Packer was a fucking, like a Rhodes Scholar. He went to prison for stomping someone. He's come back out and now he's, you find out he's a very, he's a genius and a, and a sensitive soul. Well, look, so the, the reality Joey is... Lua could be, you know, a bit of a, uh, a uh, Goodwill Hunting's vibe. 100%. The reality is this, Tom. If we don't get our 26 rounds and state of origin, there'll be pay cuts. That's a fact. Yes. And if we get no footy, then you might not have a job at all. Yeah. So that's where we're at. So look, I think Joey and, 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 and uh, Adam run it straight and hard by, by trade and that you know, that does boil over into the media. So, yeah, if the rugby league teams were smarter, they probably wouldn't put those boys up. But is it good for the game to have that sort of shit go on? You need your characters. You need, you need your characters. characters. And to, to be honest, I loved it. I loved every second of Adam's presser. Same. It's hilarious. He also told Paul Kent to suck a fat one in an Instagram post that was then changed by, uh, I assume, a frantic media manager. Yeah. Well, I think they'd all have their logins, wouldn't they? Kevin Arnold. Or they just see it and go, bro, this is a breach of contract. Anyway, next one. Well, I am that dog, and Luke Hampshire next to me, as a partner, and Gibbler. Well, Rob Gibble, uh, fuck Manly, Bob fuck him, but at the punter, and Gibbler. Okay. Well, look, I don't was know. Was someone in the background telling him what to say? I feel like there was maybe some help there. That was a double dribble. I don't know. It was it Mac Dog or Mad Dog and Luke? I'm look, not I sure. didn't. Look, I wasn't sold. No, I wasn't sold. And he said, fuck Manly. That's obviously a Roosters fan, which, I mean, if you're a Roosters fan. Was that it, sent Saturday evening? 
21st of March. When was that? Saturday. Saturday. All right, we got a couple of those coming up, so. Oh, God. Strap in. CPD. Look, uh, I think I think out of respect to it's Prince, Prince, it's it's Prince. It's only because he's got us two rings, right? But yeah. I fully expect, in my heart of hearts, for that mantle to be passed on yes. in the fullness of time. I think many, I think we all do, but without a doubt, Brady, as it stands, the Prince currently. of Brookvale, Stewart, as it stands currently, two prems, the greatest fullback Mountain's ever produced. I know you did say he didn't play much Origin. He was crueled by knee injuries and also. Uh, fucking falsely accused of some scallywag. Well, not fa- scallywag. Falsely he was, accused, wrong, of some he was heavy falsely shit. accused. Um, what you may remember back in the day, punters, dribblers, was that as Billy Slater was rising to prominence, so was Brett Stewart. And Brett Stewart and Billy Slater were neck and neck in the reckoning of like who was the best fullback in the game. I remember this dope fucking back page of the Telegraph, which was like Slater and Breddy, and it was like, who is the number one? Who's going to get the Australian jersey? Pretty sure Brett got injured then. I'm not saying he would have necessarily got it because Slater is the greatest fullback of all time, but Breddy went down with injuries from there. I think it was maybe even after the 08 grand final, Dior, that, but he got in a bunch of, he got a bunch of injuries, and then he had that, uh, I think it was 2009 where he had that drama, and he never really recovered from any of that. Uh, like emotionally. Look, it takes a takes serious a huge toll, toll on one's body, but, mind, and spirit, yeah, Tom. Yeah, Brady was on trajectories far even more hectic than what he got. And but, look, and look, you know, Tom's done enough for us to start talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah, well, some say he's going to be one of the greatest manly player of all time, let alone the greatest fucking fullback. So let's just, let's let's let him live his life. Yeah, let's let, let's let that pencil fill with lead. That's right. That's right. And it's filling. It's no filling mistake. quick. It's filling quick. Don't you worry about that. Uh, but thank you very much, young throbber who can bench 100 kilos. Congratulations. In year that. 10 as well. In year 10. Very impressive. I wonder if that's a max rep or is he like a one, think, a one I, rep max? I think, I think in year 10, he bench pressed 100 kilos once. Once, yeah. And then went, I don't, I don't know if he went on with it. No, I never did it. I've never been able to do it. I've, the most I've ever got to was a couple of years ago at the gym. I got to 96 there and then go. just stopped going. Yeah, I did nine. Maybe I was scared of it. School. I don't know. Well, I mean, look, it's a, it's a mountaintop. You know it's, I mean? it's a big lift. Yeah. But it's it's eluded me. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get to it, Eddie. Once this fucking virus kicks back, you and me move to the country, do beep tests. And lift. And lift. Lift and beep. Yeah. 
Hello, Tom and Eddie, punters, and the dribblers. It's the Fresh Prince of Mungandai. And I've just got a few burning questions on my mind, especially after watching these games with no crowds. You hear everything. And I'm talking about the most powerful tool in not just rugby league, but world sport, the whistle. I have a few burning questions about the whistle. Like, obviously, it has unprecedented power. And I'm just wondering, do the referees, do they get a new whistle every week? Do they do they keep their whistles for the year? Do they just keep them till they lose them? And if they referee big games, do they keep them in the trophy room? Of, and so they can show the buddy grandkids? I don't know. And I just had this great idea that maybe on women in league, like, you see the hands parties and all that, that women, they just love their cock-shaped things. So for the women in league around, why don't cock we just whistle. get in cock-shaped whistles? It just makes sense to me to do that. Anyway, like, I think it might be worth you guys. Obviously, you have the influential power to get badge on the phone. Or Ben Cummins, obviously the beta Cummins of Australian sport. <laughs> Just get on the power boys and ask him these questions. Like, you, obviously you boys can do it. And while I've got you here, um, a call out me, mate, the Menindee Fish, flopping around. Oh, mate, he's a fucking dribble, I tell you. Anyway, I'm starting to dribble a bit myself now. <laughs> so anyway, thanks, boys. Love the show. Keep up the good work. The Menindi Prince, the Prince Refresh of Menindi. Prince of Menindi. Look, mate. Look, great questions. Uh, we can, we can, we can do better than Cummins, though, mate. We went straight to the top. The greatest referee of all time, the goat, Bill, Bill Harrigan. Harrigan. Did a podcast with him. One of the great podcasts. Go back and listen to it. Don't remember what number it was, but you'll be able to go back and find it in our archives. It's there. It's whatever it is. What number it is. And then Bill Harrigan. Uh, but Bill spoke about uh, he actually still has some of his most prized whistles from big events. And but he'll yeah exactly he hangs on to them. But he'll but you also will like they don't necessarily get fresh whistles per game. The refs actually like to get a no good, they like to break in a they whistle like to break in a whistle and have a good feel for their yeah. own whistle. Know what that whistle's capable That's of. Right. They he, know when to push the whistle and when to back off on a right. whistle. And he's always had the same whistle. Yes, always same used brand. the same brand. Yeah. Obviously, when he feels that the whistle's sort of losing its gusto, he'll go out and get another one. But he he knows when a whistle's done. That's right. But he's he's got he's got his famous whistles in the pool room. No, yeah. make no mistake. He's, he said he's always got a whistle with him. He's always, always he's <laughs> always got a whistle in the glove box. <laughs> he did say that. Always got a whistle in the glove but box. You do, I mean, you you don't become the greatest referee of all time without having a whistle on you at all times. Yeah, and f- boy, could he whistle. Was like it some of the sounds he can make even without phenomenal. a whistle? No, I mean, and he, he, they practice their whistlemanship. Yeah. And I tell you what, one of the the greatest missed opportunities in this podcast history was us not having whistles in with us yeah. so that Bill could take us through our paces. Look, look, it, it keeps me up at night. I, I couldn't sleep for months. I still afterwards. think about it. I, of course I do. But one of the great podcasts we've ever done with Bill Harrigan, go back and listen, punters, dribblers. Interesting, it's a interesting story, Bill. Look, but there's a lot more to the refereeing game than meets the eye. Let me put it that way. And a and lot there's more a to reason- the whistle. A lot more to the whistle, and there's a lot more to, to Bill Harrigan. Like, yep. if you've ever wondered, hey, why was Bill the greatest of all time? Why do we still talk about him now? There's reasons. There's reasons. And as far as the cock-shaped whistle, I love it. Look, to your point, every hands I've ever seen, 
in which there was been photos cock that come straws. out. There's cock straws. There's cocks everywhere, right? The cock whistle makes sense. It's a nice tip of the cap to women in Lee ground. I think so. I think I think we run it by them and just go, listen, how do you feel about the cock whistle? And then maybe as well you. in terms of all the microphones from all the broadcasting, so everyone cock on Fox mics. League and cock Channel mics. 9, cock mics. Um, cock lapel mics. Cock lapel mics. Maybe the kicking tee is like... A cock. A cock with just like the head opening. You sort of sit the ball in the opening look, tip of a cock. Look, look, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Honestly, they're endless. Endless. That's if you want to treat women in, women's in, women in league ground like a hen's party. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's up for it's certainly up for debate. Certainly up for debate. But I think it's time for us to move on. Some good questions this week. Great questions. This is a double. This seems like it could be an evening dribble. The double always. Yeah, okay, boys. You've got uh, Big Boss Hog here and Scoopsy. Just want to say good day to the punters and, and the dribblers. <laughs> I just want to say that the, uh, the Eastern Suburbs Roosters were robbed tonight. Absolutely robbed. Absolutely robbed. Manly have got nothing all year. They were robbed. Chairman's mate. Chairman's son. Chairman's got a neck like a baby giraffe. He's got nothing. He's got nothing, boys. He's got nothing. Anyway, we'll talk soon. Be soon. Salty from a couple of Roosters dribblers there. Cherry Evans, we forgot to actually... You know, uh, get on, ride him for a little bit. Uh, Loves a field goal. Clutch as you like. 21st field goal. He almost kicked it out of the ground. Yeah, well, as soon as he got the ball, it's kind of now for him, like he's gotten to the point now where he doesn't feel the pressure. No. It's not like one of those ones that's like, oh, he's hit 21 fucking drop goals. He's so good at them. He's so good at them. First chance. Thanks for coming. I was like, oh, look at this field position. It's all over. And I mean, how do you say we were robbed? At what point was there a robbery going on? No, mate, mate. To tell you what I will say about crowd, You had your chances to win. Tell you what I will say about crowdless footy. They never blow the the whistle. It just flows. Like, there was periods in that game where it was 20 minutes without a a penalty. Just like back and forth, back and forth. And the boys were fucked. Uh Uh-huh. Tommy was was wrecked. It was so good to watch. Mm. Free-flowing footy that didn't stop. No one let up. The boys just went hard. Yep. And at the end of the day, Manly had the bigger engine. Deserved winners. They outlasted the the Roosters. I mean, it's as simple as that. To say they were robbed, that implies you didn't watch the game. You're a salty Roosters dribbler. Sorry, I just sprayed more Glen 20. That was in celebration of Manly, but I'm now paying for it. But it was necessary. Oh, the Salty Roosters. Yeah, boys, it's just and uh, Big Boss Hog here and all the punters and the triples out there. Uh, we're just wondering about uh, what happened to old Kiri uh, dribbling the ball over the fucking trial line. Yeah, fucking Tommy Turbo, he's on him like a fucking, you know, like, like a wet rag on rice. He's fucking all over it. Wet rag on Mate, rice? He sure. couldn't spill That's a fucking soup on Christmas Day. He could, he, could, he could do no more wrong. No more wrong to get that, I reckon. Holy shit. What did he say? The roosters had it in the bag. If it was a cat, cat full of fucking in the river. Yeah. <laughs> Cat, cats full of fucking the bag full of cats in the river. The roosters had that all day. They should have drowned those guns. Yeah, they should have fucking done them like a 2013. Back to the Bill and he'd slog Tommy Dark and he'd fucking fuck him. Sonny Bill 
if we had Sunnyville back, honestly, it would have made 54 hit up, 74 tackles, and made about 470 metres. Be a fucking three peat for sure. Please, part of the deal is three peat. Look, it's only two. It's only two rounds in. Yeah, rest is at two nil down. But, but we'll come back. See in, uh, see in September. I don't think Manly will be there. Manly definitely won't be there. <laughs> Tommy will get fucking coronavirus. We already got it. No, we got. Tommy's already spread a fucking that other Troyish brother. No one knows his name. No one knows the other Troyish name. But he's already pretty got it. No one knows what his name is. But that's fine. Yeah. Well, that. Anyway, boys. See you soon. See you soon. See you later. Fuck me, Emily. Holy oh. shit. That's fucking oh, great. That was a good dribble. That was a good one because you know what? Like it was, it was. That was funny. I enjoyed. They that. were flogged, no, but they, they still managed to keep it together to some degree, even though making very little sense. <laughs> Talking about throwing cats in a river, <laughs> and no one remembers the other Trebovich. You mean Jake, <laughs> <laughs> the New South Wales and Australian representative, <laughs> who everyone knows, who everyone fucking knows. <laughs> Oh, oh, that was good. I like that. That was liked great. It a lot. That was great. All right, here we go. <laughs> Gentlemen, Bonty, I am calling on behalf of the punter, um, the dribbler. I will say this: us versing the chooks. We had him on the back, and we got him early. We got him in the forwards, and I'll say this. You are a number seven when you take a field goal, when you get the opportunity, and that's what um, that's what Luke Kerry don't have. He got nothing. He got nothing about it. Doesn't want anything to do with it. And I'll say this: you two doing a great job, but Adam a Blake will keep rolling. Oh. <laughs> Yep. I yeah. mean, look, I'll take that as a comment yeah, yeah. rather than a uh, yeah, yeah. question. That was uh, fantastic. I will point out that Kiri also playing six. Six, yes. Uh, and, you know, that's not surprising, but he did send another one, so that's... It's on a first-grade Rebla. I'm calling on behalf of the punter and the Rebla. But I just want to say one thing to you two. How good was Tommy Turbo? He was right. He got it anyone he wanted in his sights. And you know what he did? He marked anyone out there. He said, I'm going to be the bust. And you know what he did? He got the bust. And I'll say this, you two, been soon. See ya. Oh, great. Fucking fantastic. The boys turned up this week. The boys have turned up and we've got two more to go here. Let's finish strong, you dribbler. I loved the guy in the background. <laughs> Tommy's like, Tommy Turbo, round 40, he was the best. They go, he was the fucking best. <laughs> but emphasizing the right points. Yes. Good evening, gentlemen. I have had a serious contemplation about, you know... Oh, I'm done. 
Back yourself. Back yourself. He gave up. He didn't even call back. He just fucking... Oh, no. Back yourself in future dribblers. You got to. All right. Here we go. Hey, boys. It's uh, Scoopsy here. It's Boss Hog. Uh, I was uh, coming back here with the punters and the dribblers. It is the same like from before. Look, oh, no. where's your uh, talk about the um, Roosters v Manly game? It doesn't work. Look, um, <laughs> Luke Carey <laughs> really shit the bed. Shit the bed enough. Look, he was holding in half time. But just explosive diarrhea. <laughs> just exploded. He's got, he? he's got the, the virus. He should have been big time. Look, he's got Crohn's disease. <laughs> Crohn's disease. And just shit it. Shit it big time. <laughs> we should have won that 24-12. Just like the 13 grand final for Dota State. Yeah. and driven.
Oh my god. That was three minutes forty five. <laughs> oh Good to hear from you. <laughs> oh, what do you say? I uh, like it when it look, like, that looks was... like he's got his neck caught in a trampoline. <laughs> Sprained in four places. That was some, oh. I was think some, it's the dribble we needed. Yeah, it was the dribble we needed. There was some serious dribble in there. But look, I think that's us for this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, to be fair, uh, and you probably already realise this pun is dribblers, but the interviews during these uncertain times probably going to be a little bit more difficult to make happen. So we'll get, we're going to keep doing this. Interviews probably less, if at all. Yeah, but you'll still have us. You'll still have which us. Which seemingly is all you want. If you look at the numbers... That's what you want. That's what you want. Um, Look, if if by some chance there's no footy on next week, then it doesn't matter. It won't be stopping us. We'll be here. We'll be on here. Um, Dr- yarning and dribbling. That's it. You can't stop us. You can't stop us. You can't stop the dribble. But you can stop coronavirus or at least flatten the curve, punters, dribblers. So don't go out. Don't be cunts. Stay in and listen to us on replay. Listen to us. Do the right thing. Uh, make love to one another, both platonically and sexually. And let's let's get around rugby league and give it the support it needs right that's now. That's exactly right. Uh, but that's it for another week. Be soon. Be soon. Could you two just not talk anymore? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.